Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the KTC. That's April. I'm James, and we are still keeping the covenant. What's up, baby? How you doing? I'm good. I'm a bit tired, but you know, it's a part of the lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Part of what? What lifestyle you got going on, boo? While My I'm, lifestyle. What lifestyle? What lifestyle? Like first of all, first of all, you interrupted me. Okay. You know I don't like it. Not one bit. Anyway. Boy, if you don't. What what lifestyle, boo? What lifestyle you got going on? Please tell me what lifestyle you got going on while I'm not there. I'm living and I'm learning. I'm going to school. I'm taking care of business. I'm working. And I make sure, like, you and I still connect, even though we're seven, eight hours apart. That's what I mean, my lifestyle. Lifestyle. Okay. How's school going, by the way? I don't even want to talk about it right now. <laughs> I got a paper to write. <laughs> Ain't that a part of school? Huh? Ain't that a part of school? It is a part of school. I'm just saying I'm I'm tired. I'm Yeah, I hear But you, you know. Gotta push through. Gotta push through, buddy. Finish lines right there. All right. So um yeah, what are we talking about today, babe? What you got on what you got on tap for us? So today we're going to be talking about day four, which is called gladiators. Mm, okay, okay, so let's just get to it. Mm -hmm. So it's um in day four it says competition in your marriage is a good thing. Compete to be the best lovemaker, the best considerate, the most considerate, and the most devoted. Challenge one another to give it everything you've got and watch your marriage elevate into that stratosphere. Hashtag my love don't ever quit. Hashtag love on top. Hashtag don't be selfish. All's love, all's fair in love and war is one of my favorite quotes from the movie Love and Basketball. Babe. In a final effort. Uh, Babe, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know what you got going on right now, but that's say like all's fair in love and basketball. You said all's fair in love and war. Oh, I did? Oh, man. Yes. I was thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a song called Love and War. That's my bad. I really yeah. like that song by Tamar. Um, okay. Yeah. So it says, all's fair in love and basketball is one of my favorite quotes from the movie Love and Basketball. In a final effort to win Quincy's heart, Monica challenges him to a one-on-one -on -one game that realistically she never has a chance to win. Quincy is bigger, stronger, and faster than Monica, but she was not about to give up on what she believes in. Even after Monica knows she is beat, she gets right back in Quincy's face and gives it everything she has. Challenge your spouse with that same mentality. Do not wait for the other person to make a move. If you are thinking it, Make like Nike and just do it. Hashtag my love don't ever quit. Love is a battlefield. And if you want to be the best, you must put the. What? Now you come on, man. You got you these must words. Put in the arduous work on and off Thank the you. field. <laughs> Would you like me to finish? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, my brain is. Yes, please. Because my brain is like. Girl, right what they, now, okay? girl, what they teach you? What they teach you at that school? You, you at? What they teach you? Anyway, each spouse, I've, I've, whatever. Each spouse should compete to achieve a love without boundaries, a love that never quits, a love where you are challenged to bring your A game to the marriage every day and every night, knowing that your spouse is also in it to win it. This is the true definition of a partnership. There is no special trick to being devoted to your marriage. 
You must make up your mind that this is where you are and this is where you will stay. I have something to say to that once I get once we get finished with this chapter. But I have something to talk to particularly to that. So remind me. Successful marriages happen when both individuals make a commitment to being partners. Sure, partners are not always going to agree. One thing is for certain, though, true partners never quit on each other. Hashtag love on top. I just dominated you. Game, set, match. Make this your goal when making love to your spouse. No more complaints about you don't touch me anymore or you don't kiss me like you used to. If your spouse does not kiss you like he or she used to, just kiss them the way you want to be kissed and vocalize your concerns. Often, spouses tend to forego things that attracted the other person to them in the first place. This could be because they were not aware what they said or did had such a lasting positive effect on their spouse and over time felt the need not to continue doing those things. Spouses should compete to have their love on top or more so one up the other spouse when it comes to intimate fantasies. Your goal is to always leave your spouse thirsty for more. Hashtag don't be selfish. This one is an easy decision. No one likes a selfish person. God is not selfish with his love towards us. So why should you be selfish with our why should we be selfish with our love towards our spouse? First Corinthians 13, four through eight says love is patient. Love is kind. Those are important words to live by when you profess that you love someone. Compete to love one another in the way that God loves us. Get familiar with making love to your spouse with the words you speak. You can stimulate your spouse's mind without removing an ounce of clothing. This starts with being considerate. When your spouse does something for you, say simple words like thank you and I appreciate you. I mean, you do appreciate them, don't you? Spouses sometimes need to feel validated to remind them that you do still care. This is human and should not be considered out of the ordinary. Uh, So the exercises are uh, write in three sentences or more what a love without boundaries means to you. And the second thing is, what are some ways you can improve on your love making skills with your spouse? But before we answer those questions, uh, I'll ask you, Mm -hmm. do you have anything? And then I'll talk about kind of the revelation that I had. Well, you could you could talk about your revelation and then maybe I'll have something from that. Okay, so is is kind of based on a conversation I had with you earlier this week about, you know, when I was talking about time and and different things like that. Right. So this is what I got. All right. I I, the other day I was I was actually watching Dr. Umar and uh, Kevin Samuels for the first time. I had heard of these individuals, but. I had never watched them in depth uh, for any reason. So surprisingly, I got a new perspective on life, though, when I did and on my marriage after watching. Uh, Kevin Samuels was speaking with a woman who claimed that she was leaving her husband because he couldn't have kids. I was intrigued to hear that. I, I was intrigued to hear what she had to say, because in today's age, this is the way we're conditioned to think. Mm-hmm. to give up on people, right? So I'll be honest, I've been guilty of this a few times uh, concerning you, April, my own wife. So mm-hmm. um, 
I didn't really know what Kevin Samuels was about before this uh, revelation that I had. Uh, But the next words out of his mouth to this woman were these. How do you know that you'll be able to carry a baby to full term? Mm. I was kind of mind blown when he said that. Thing is, what I discovered is that there is an inverse for everything. It's like maybe you had a kid prior to your current situation, place and time. But how do you know that at this moment you're still able to carry to full term? Now, place it in the context of me. How do I know that I would be able to produce children at this point in time right now? Mm -hmm. So how do I know that something hasn't changed internally? I don't. So how could I possibly blame you, April, for not being able Mm -hmm. to have a child because of a past circumstance? I can't. A gift is a gift. No matter what you're experiencing at this moment, if you're meant to have a gift, you will. People can have the same gifts, but the time in which you are in receipt of and the ability to retain will vary. Take for, in- the truth. take for instance a skilled boxer like Roy Jones Jr. He was on top for so long, but eventually the inverse happened. Time does this. He initiated the inverse for so many of his opponents. Eventually, time provided him with his. What I'm saying is that I could leave you, right? But that doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm still going to have kids. True. Because True. it's it's just not maybe it's just not a gift meant for me to have. Maybe. I don't know. At this point in time, mm-hmm. maybe that gift may have expired. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So by continuing to look at only you and blame you, I leave you. I leave you, which is one of my gifts. Right. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. choose another gift that may not be for me to have. I, I need you to say that one again. Okay. That was good. That was By good. continuing to look at only you and blame you for me mm-hmm. or not necessarily for me, but the situation, the circumstance that you went through. Now we're here. You know, we've tried to fix some things and it just hasn't happened right this second. Mm-hmm. It's an effort of letting go and, and, and uh, not trying to be in control of everything. And you just let things happen naturally. That's how it's supposed to happen, you know. Uh, and so by continuing to look at you and only blame and blame you only, I leave you, which is one of my gifts to choose another gift to run after another gift. Cause I don't have Mm -hmm. it yet to run after something that wasn't meant for me, thus creating an alternate reality. So me creating this alternate reality doesn't mean I'm still going to get what I want. It does not mean. That. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so can I just, is it safe for me to say like in layman's terms? Cause it sounds like you, like you put a lot of thought into that and like what you wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, but in layman's terms. So basically what you're saying is 
if it's meant to be, it will be. If it's meant to be, it will be. So it's not fair for me to blame you because we haven't seen the inverse. The inverse could be, yeah, yeah shoot, you could have kids right now. But mm-hmm. now I can't have mm-hmm. them because that gift for me has expired. Got it. Which, but society has told us that, oh, men can have kids until they're, you know, 90. They can have kids all the way up until they die. This is this is Correct. true. But everyone's mm-hmm. gift is not the same. Look at LeBron James. Okay. Mm-hmm. LeBron James has been playing basketball since the kid could walk. But eventually the inverse will happen to where he's not able to play at that skilled level in the NBA. He's not going to be able to run as fast or jump as high when he's 45, 50 years old playing with these young gun kids at 20. Because So you're saying are... that time time is going to catch up right. with you. Period. Right. So we we do that. We do that as a lot of people though. We we do that as people though. What we do is we compare gifts and we say to each other, well, well, this is how the gift should operate. So something something's wrong with you because the gift doesn't operate like that. The gift only operates one way, but that's not true. There's certain levels to certain gifts and time expires all gifts. And what I mean by that, by time, it doesn't matter. Like somebody who sings vocally, that gift Mm -hmm. is like a is is a forever gift. But at some point it will expire because at some point you will die. Okay. 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 Some gifts are longer mm-hmm. than others is what I'm saying. But Jonathan McReynolds said it the best in his song, Comparison Kills. Mm-hmm. This is this is what sure causes us. This is what causes us to walk out on our gifts. This is what causes us to walk out on the things that are meant for us, because we're like, no, I want what somebody else got. I don't like my gift. Right. My gift. My gift. And isn't then you go enough. searching. Right. And then you go searching and you don't even get what you went searching for. Exactly. My gift isn't enough, but you went searching for something you're not supposed to have. That's not for you. And it doesn't mean that your gift won't come. It just means that it's going to come at a later time, place and time on that timeline. But we as people can do things like trigger the inverse. And I'll talk about that a little bit, too. Right. So. So what what I'm on a mission for now is to figure out how to trigger the inverse of things that I want. Because, see, there's you there's always an inverse for everything. Okay, like. There's always an inverse for everything, like so good and bad. Okay, and night and day, they're inverses of each other. So what I need to do is figure out how to trigger the positive inverses. Is what I'm getting at, because you could okay. throw you could. The thing is, the timeline is constant, right? You can create an alternate reality, but that first timeline is still there. And I feel like this is what the Avengers was trying to get us to understand. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like they was trying to get us to understand, but it was so like it was all over the place for me. I was just like, I can't keep up. Y'all just whatever y'all want to multiverse. Just tell me where y'all at. I'll meet you there. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it, it was just too much. But it, it does make sense. Like you can cause little ripples in your timeline you can do that yeah yeah i i can see where you i'm definitely a sci-fi girl so i definitely see where you're going with that so so definitely. it can either push your gift or it can bring you closer to your gift mm. this is where you need to figure out 
how to trigger the positive inverse. You see what I'm saying? You just Mm -hmm. figure out what triggers that positive inverse. So the old adage says time catches up to everyone. Okay. Long way of saying Mm -hmm. the inverse is inevitable. All right. All gifts Mm -hmm. have all gifts have an expiration date. We talked about that as everything in this Mm -hmm. life. The question is, how do you delay going to the next phase and extend time with your gift? The answer I got was that you invest more time in the initial phase. That's why that's why I was saying earlier before with the boxer like Roy Jones fought somebody, you know, what I'm saying. And he expired their gift. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He created the inverse for them. Yes, you are beatable. You was at the top of your game, but then here, here, here came Roy Jones. So how does Roy Jones delay and stay on top? You have to spend time in that initial phase. So sometimes you have to go back to the initial phase is what I'm saying. You got to go back to what made you that. Ah, what made you great? What made you, what made you great? You got to go back to that. Basically, you got to go back to the basics. Exactly. Got to go back to the basics. All right. So you can't you can never neglect that. That's why the Bible talks about stirring up the gift. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? More importantly, this is part of the journey. You can't neglect the journey. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's what makes the gift exactly what it is a gift. I totally agree with that. Yeah, totally agree with that one. It's it's more this. This is the last part that I'm going to say to this. It's more appreciated. When you have a story to a company. See what I'm right, saying? Mr. Philosopher. I'm I just okay. like, like it just came to me like a flood. You know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, I, it came to me like a flood and <laughs> I was like, oh, I got it. Yo, like that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So basically where I'm at right now is that I have to apologize to you because for the longest that was my thought process. I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm. It wasn't that I was necessarily saying to myself that I was wasting my time, but I was like, yo, I, I want kids and, and this is the situation we in. And, you know, like you for a while were afraid to go and get that surgery to kind of reverse what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like we fought about that a lot. And now. Mm-hmm. Now. You know, the surgery has been completed for a couple of years and we're still without a child. And it's kind of like I, I have already thought on this playing field, but I thought about it in a selfish manner. And this is the part that I have to apologize about. I'm sorry for thinking that your gift had expired. Oh, Paul I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for thinking that because naturally it's like you don't want to be the one to say is me. It's my fault. Oh, OK. You know what I mean? You don't want to say that. But and for me, I was looking I was looking at it in a sense of. Oh, it ain't me. I'm good. We know what the situation was. The circumstance was you went and got the surgery done and now we try to reverse it. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's been so much time has expired. But I can't tell you Mm -hmm. when your gift expires. I can't tell you that. The moment I tell you that your gift expired, just like that lady and Kevin Samuels gave her the inverse, was like, oh, well, how you know you gonna carry the full term? Well, how you know you right. how you know you actually gonna get her pregnant now? Right. How you know how you know right. how you know your stuff isn't damaged? How you know things aren't? There's an inverse for everything. You're not perfect. 
And that's that's what the inverse is, is that you're not perfect. It's a good way to look at it. I think when you when you put it in a, a manner of, of giving people something to think about as far as us as humans, we do believe we like to come down on people because we believe that we are better than them or some people do think that they're perfect. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you give someone something like this to 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 contemplate or think about, I, I definitely think they're like, hmm. That's right. Well, I'm not perfect. So how do I know? Or, you know, how do I know that there you can use this in any situation, whether it be marriage, that a man wants to get married, but a woman doesn't. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's you can use that principle pretty much for for any relationship. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I agree. I think it's just it's a serious revelation for me in a sense that. I'm I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. I'm 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 willing to try with you as long as we can try. And I'm not going to point fingers anymore. When you get pregnant, you get pregnant. And if you don't, Aww. you don't. And I'm okay with that at this point in time. That's what I'm okay with. Now, I'm not saying don't don't try. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying Hey, <laughs> you like to try. Uh that's it. I'm not saying <laughs> yeah, 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 I do. Sincerely, when you look back at All right, never mind. Anyway, so um Really? But what I'm saying is you don't don't do the necessary things that would would get you pregnant to get your body healthy and in order. And I have to do the same thing. I can't I can't just damage myself so that I can't get you pregnant. We're in it together. And that's what that's what the whole thing about being one is. You can't let these little Mm -hmm. things come and separate you and just and you start triggering your own little inverses. And you're actually messing up your gift. You're actually closing the gap. You're actually closing down time because of the things that you're doing. And I don't want to be that. That's what I don't want to be. And so that Mm -hmm. was the revelation I got the other night because and I use Kevin Samuels because Kevin Samuels was the one that kind of the light bulb went off. But Dr. Umar, when I was listening to him. It, it was he was doing the same process. He was given the inverse of everything, of everything that we've been trained to look at mm-hmm. in a in a different way. He was given the inverse of it. And it was like, yeah, that 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 actually makes gotcha. sense. I've never really listened gotcha. to him before, but that actually makes total sense. Look at the inverse of that. This is what could happen. The inverse is always runs. It's like they run parallel or they're on the bottom like the the reality is on top and the inverse is on the bottom and the key now is to flip the inverse to make it your reality if it's positive if you want it to be negative i mean that's you i can't tell you what to do with your life you know what i'm saying (laughs) but i want to flip the inverse so that when things happen (laughs) and this is this is how i gotta look at it too is that when negative things happen that's okay they're gonna come but guess what that inverse is on the other side and i just got to figure out how to flip that and put the inverse positive on top that's how I look at it. Okay. That was so, really good. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. So Yeah, that was, that was really good. That was good for when I reread this chapter over today. I was I was sitting here like that's that's going to be a good point to put in here. That inverse fits right in here of the revelation that I got this week. So um I'm happy to hear that you're learning stuff over there. Right. 
<laughs> right. So what do you, let me ask you this. What do you think about the um you remember when we first got married? And mm-hmm. I, I I could calculate to the T when we were gonna have sex. Oh my god. It was every three yeah. days, literally. And and I would always be like, dang, this girl, I don't know what's I, like, I don't know what's going on with her. Like every three days, she'd be like, you want to have sex? And it was so scripted that I, I obviously I was interested. I was like, OK, tonight's the night. You know, I said, I gotta go get make sure I get shower. <laughs> I smell good because tonight's the night we're going to get it in tonight. You know, oh and it will gosh. always be to the day, to the letter, three days. And I was getting it. So mm-hmm. when you when you reread this chapter now and you see where it says, you know, I just dominated you, game set match, make this your goal when making mm-hmm. love to your spouse. How how do you how do you feel about that now? Um I think it's a lot that goes into that for me. So the way I was introduced to sex, it wasn't like it was something that was fun. It didn't like to me. Everybody has their own experiences. Um, but for me, it wasn't like it was fun. And then so when I got married, it was like, okay, well, I know that this is a duty of a, like, like you know, the old thinking of what you're told is supposed to happen in a marriage. It is your duty to have uh, sex with your husband. Um, I do believe, though, as the years have gone on and I've gotten older, I I believe a hundred percent that a woman's sex drive gets better as she gets older. Hmm. Um, for it, me, can I you feel elaborate? Like, can you elaborate on that? Because I'm intrigued to know. Like, what do you mean? Because I haven't I haven't been with you and you know I'm saying like consistently in the house as your mm-hmm. sex drive has gotten increase because i've been gone for the last what two years almost right but but i was about to tell you so to me i feel like between the age of 30 it started for me about 38 39 um i don't know it was more i don't know if it's it i do believe the sex is a mental thing as well you have to it's like a it's a mental mental stimulation helps your sex drive Mm-hmm. and but also when again for me when I turned like 38 39 I started to want to be touched more I wanted to it was a it I think it had to do with several factors um level of comfortability um the the notion of I think a lot of times women and probably men as well but I think more so women they become very self-conscious about their bodies mm-hmm. um you as you get older i've and i'm only 41 but i have i have like felt my body change throughout the years from having a kid at 17 to then being in my 20s and having another kid and then when i turned 30 it was like my body like stuff just started feeling like what is going on i started gaining weight i was always a thin girl so when i started gaining weight i was like wait a minute like what you know, but again, there were a lot of factors that had to do with that as well. I was married. I was happy. And they tell you when you're happy, you, you know, you, you gain a little something, something, but mm-hmm. I didn't take into consideration that my body was changing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so I think all of those things are a factor when it comes to for, for like, for my sex drive, I think that all of that is a factor. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and again, one of the, for, again, for me, one of the major things I think is body image. See, mm -hmm. it's difficult. I, and, and I only can speak from where I've been, but it's difficult for uh, um, a woman who has been thin and fit her entire life to getting 35. And then all of a sudden, like, I think I gained like 50 pounds over, over like a, a span of like five years, but I'd gained weight and it was very foreign to me. So insecurity started to come in, um, not uh, always feeling like, like my, my face was fat or, or whatever the case is. Hmm. So there, there are a lot of factors that go into that. So now that I think that, um, I am, I'm very comfortable in my marriage. I am very comfortable in the skin that I'm in and I get it. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to lose it. It's just weight, but not once in our relationship. Have you been like, dad, you need to lose some weight. Like you, you, those are things that you've never said to me. You've never made me feel as if I was not attractive because I had more weight than I did when we got married. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think for a woman, I think for a woman being feeling comfortable, feeling confident, naked has a lot to do with, <laughs> with, with um, how you feel about sex as well. Yeah, sure. Sure. No, I, I agree. I, I think so. it works. I think it works the inverse. <laughs> like that word. I think it works the inverse for the man in the relationship as well, because mm -hmm. men tend to gain weight in, in a marriage because they're comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. They're comfortable. They're like, all right, the chase is over. I got you. Uh, you ain't going to where you love me for me. And a woman actually makes him feel comfortable now. You know, there's instances where women will tell their man or a man will tell their woman, like you said before, you know, baby, you need to lose some weight. And I think if I said that to you, it would be in more so of a, I want you to be healthier manner. Not, healthy. I'm not attracted to you because you're fat or because you're, you're obese. I, that's, that's never what I would look at. I would just say, Hey, we need to, and I would do it with you. I'd be like, I was going right, to say, it was always, a, yeah, the one, the, 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 the short, the, the minimal times that it did happen when we talked about weight, it was more so, I mean, we both were, <laughs> we was, we were loving food and loving each other. So we was just eating. I was mm -hmm. cooking. We was eating. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there are many factors that it comes into Cora's, Cora is really trying to play with me right now. <laughs> no, come on, let's go take a bath. Um, but yeah, there are many factors that come into when it, like the, when you under the hashtag love on top, mm -hmm. I also believe that when you feel secure in your relationship, um, your sex life shows it, it's shown in your sex life. And when you feel insecure in your relationship, your sex drive, your, your, your sex life shows as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so that's you know that's just me now one thing i did i wanted to talk about so in i was trying to actually find the sentence that you said but it was basically like how the, oh so basically at the beginning when you talk about competition in marriage so I, one of the things that i really like about us is that we compete i feel like it's not it's it's, it's an unspoken thing but i feel like we compete with who can give the best gift mm. Mm -hmm. so this so <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's not necessarily be like, yeah, I'm better than you or whatever, but it's just, it's the, the, the feeling like, okay, I'll give an example. The house that we live in, that we purchase, he wasn't like all after the, we're building a house or whatever. And the whole situation and how it was taken long, he was over it. He was completely over it. He was like, you know what? I don't even want this house no more. And I was like, no, please. I picked out my kitchens and my bath. Like, like I, I put what I wanted in this house. <laughs> so he was like, he was like, all right, cool, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll get the house. So he bought me a house, but maybe what, three weeks before we closed. Was it three weeks before it was, it was like a couple of days, a day or two before your birthday or after your birthday. I don't even remember. No, it was two days after your birthday. No. So in 2018 no, two days before it was March 14th, April, I will never forget the day. Well, my, my paperwork. Uh huh. Oh, why well, about to say my paperwork says something else, but whatever. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> so, um, so I, we're, we're in the ending stages that how all we had to do is inspections and whatnot. And we were waiting for our closing date. So I am ecstatic. I'm like, I don't want nothing else. This is the, the greatest gift ever. And um, early on in our marriage, we he moved down from D.C. Long story short, he moved down from D.C. and came down here when, when we got married. When he came down here, he couldn't find a job um, in his field. So we winded up losing uh, one of our one of his cars got repossessed. It was a Mustang. And I remember very distinctly when they came and got the Mustang, I said to him, I was like, babe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy you a, a new, improved Mustang. And I know in that moment, he was not really hearing me because they had just taken his car. Like that, that's, that's, whew. so fast forward to 2018, building the house, got the closing date and I'm sitting in my mom's house. We were staying with our, my parents while the house was being built. And I was like, man, I don't know what to get. I got to get him something that's like, that's going to blow his mind and he's not going to think about it. I look on the nightstand and there is the card to the Ford dealership. So he was preparing to purchase a car for himself. He was like, all right, once this, once this house closes, I'm coming back and I'm going to get that car. Well, I was like, well, hmm, let me go get the car. I called these people up on the phone. It was one of the easiest transactions I had ever done in my life. Called them on the phone, told them what I wanted to do. They were like, okay. They sent me a link to do whatever I need to do on the computer. They said, okay, um, okay, Ms. Laster, everything is good. Um, just come in and we'll take it from there. I was like, okay, it's it's a surprise. All right, cool. James comes home for work. And I'm like, babe, I need you to take a ride with me. So we start driving or whatever. And he figures out we're going to the Ford dealership. So we get out the car. And as we're walking into the Ford dealership, the guy who, the whatever he is, the salesperson, he opens the door and then he hands him the keys. And he's like, "What? what is this? Well, I surprised him with the brand new 2018 GT Mustang, blacked out rims, uh, uh, all that black leather on the inside, all that. And in that moment, it made me feel so good to be able to do that for him. And I, I wasn't looking for anything in return, but the wow that I saw in his face, I actually videotaped it and I still have it on my phone and I still look at it because I think one of the best feelings and the best things for me is to see that come out of him. Does that make sense? Like, 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 you know what I'm saying, babe? Yeah. I love yeah. to see you smile. I love to see you like, like, and you were like, 
the the guys in the dealership they were like man i wish i had a girl like that who bought me a car (laughs) yeah but to me that was the least that i could do yeah i mean basically so you said all that to say that you basically just took my gift and repackaged it and gave it to me (laughs) (laughs) no no i didn't take your gift See, the beautiful part behind you being a planner when it comes to stuff like that is I did not have to wonder what you wanted. Hmm. I didn't. You had already picked it out. All I had to do was go and pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that. I do like to plan. I do like to plan. So, yeah. yeah. Some no, things, that, not that, all that, things, but no, some that, things. That was a great gift. I, and I think we do well with gift giving. It was mm-hmm. kind of a struggle in the beginning because I remember I, <laughs> the first time we got together, well, when we got married, it was in October and then that Christmas happened. So it was our first Christmas. Mm-hmm. All right. And and I remember I bought you like a whole bunch of stuff. You know, I remember I bought you a whole bunch of stuff and you bought me a sweater. And it, and it, okay. actually, and it actually was a sweater that you had destroyed in a washing machine. <laughs> That you had destroyed in the washing machine, you found the same sweater to to give to me. And I was like, dang, man, I got her all this stuff and she just got me this. But I mean, that was just me being young, you know, at this point in my life. And I'm I'm thankful. I'm very thankful to God that at this point in my life, when I want something, I just go get it. It's almost like Christmas is whatever day I want it to be. And I'm not, I'm not just saying, I'm not just saying it's for me. I'm saying for the people in my life, Christmas is whatever day I want it to be for them as well. Mm -hmm. It's not just December 25th. So I'm appreciative of that. That actually makes me happy that I make other people happy. That's when I'm the most happy. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. So this was really good. This was a good episode. Yeah. Now you, you got anything else you want to say? I'm kind of skimming through the book right now. You know, I don't honestly, I don't think we really have an issue with the being selfish thing. What do you think? No, I don't think we have an issue with that. I think when this chapter was written, it was there was multiple things that went into it. But at the time, mm-hmm. uh, I think we were just kind of coming into a really good place sexually. Because mm-hmm. sexually, it was, you know, it, it it was a really good place. I think we were we were in D.C. at that time, and it was mm-hmm. just whenever it wasn't this. It didn't have to be planned. It didn't have to, you know. It was, it was normal. We we just naturally were attracted to each other physically, and we've always been attracted well, I, to each other. It's just you know, you know, we were expressing yes, ourselves yes, we aerodynamically. <laughs> really. <laughs> No, but I also see, but, but our, our, our relationship is not, um, it's not, it's not like everyone else's. And I, what I mean by that is most people before they get married, they were together for at least six months, nine months. You know what I'm saying? We knew each other for a year. So to me, I mean, for a year, we knew each other for a month. So to me, our first year or two, we were still dating. It felt like we were still dating because we were still getting to know each other. Does that uh, make sense to you or no? Yeah, no, it does. I, but I think you always are getting to know someone. You can never know everything about someone. Absolutely. I think you're always Absolutely. getting to know. I think if you keep that mentality, I think that's what makes a successful marriage too. Is that you don't you should always 
be wanting to, to know more about your spouse. And we had a discussion about That's, that this week, too, about wanting to know we more. Did. Even the the dark secrets, because the dark secrets make me more attracted to you, actually. <laughs> hey, my dark past. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if you have a dark past, isn't some people there's there's people that are insecure about dark past. I'm not insecure about dark past. Did I used to be? Of course, because we all were. But there's there was a maturation process. There was a maturation process, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and that maturation process showed me that there's good and there there's you can find some good in everything. You know, true. it's like that oh okay, that that's how I was like oh you was acting like this sweet innocent girl with me oh no I'm about to turn you upside <laughs> down boo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We about to do it out I here. I was with these sweet and innocent. I don't know what you're we, talking about. We about to do it out here with these street lights. <laughs> I was just saying, man. Like, you know, you got to get creative. Did you man, even have street lights on your block? First of all, that is blatantly disrespectful. Okay. I grew up in it's Somerville, South Carolina. I grew up in Somerville, South Carolina. Of course, we had street lights. We paid for them, suckers. Thank you. Babe. Ain't nobody trying to hear you, Babe. dog. Because you from Little Body Dog, New there. York. It was, I was just there. I didn't see like like I didn't see a whole lot of street lights in residential areas. I, I don't that's care why what I asked the question. I wasn't trying to be. You know why? You know why? Because we don't. Even if it, I it, let's let's say we didn't have street lights, let's go with that notion, okay? We don't need them because mm-hmm. we're in our houses sleeping like we supposed to. We ain't out in the street running around at at, at two o'clock in the morning in New York. You want to know? You want to know why you're not running around at two o'clock in the morning? Because everything closes at eight in Somerville. That's the, oh oh. I hope no one from Somerville hears this. They are going to be highly upset with you. Babe. That is not I accurate. I was just there. Hold on. Hold. I was just there. I was just there last week. Okay. I was there and I was looking for something to eat. Matter of fact, it didn't close at eight. It closed at nine. I went out with my realtor hmm. and we sat and we talked and we had a great time. And so on my way back, my intentions was to go to this burger joint. Yeah, that joint closed at nine. Because we're respectable people. Remember okay. that. Remember that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I you know what? You. At nine o'clock in New York, I can find whatever I want to eat. Why? Because they don't close at nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today. We appreciate y'all. Again, we appreciate the love and the comments and the likes and suggestions, all that. We we love it, man. Thank you for being our fan base. Thank you for enjoying our content. All right. Yes, and thank you for, um, you know, just coming through. You know what I'm saying? I, just, I like to say, you know what I'm saying? Special. You know what I'm saying? It's always special. Anyway, I am special. See y'all next week, man. Thank y'all for joining all us right. on the KTC. Peace out. Thank you.